0: Well, John, we have kind of both ends of the spectrum in the amateur scene this week. We've got the glory and prestige of the of the US Amateur Championship. We have three guys there who travelled over, Cormac Sharvin, Gary Hurley and Paul Dunn. And unfortunately, Cormac and Gary didn't make it through. Paul won his match last night, so he's into the last 32 today. Two rounds, um, hopefully, for Paul to play today. You know, and it's very exciting for these kids to go over and and get a chance at a shot at, you know, the, the biggest ama- biggest prize in amateur golf. And that's all great. And we have then the Irish Amateur Close Championship, which I won in 92. <laughs> Yourself, Johnny? 86. 86. Yeah, so, yeah. and I know from when I won it, that that was my green jacket. You mm. know, that was the biggest thing that I felt I could possibly do. Mm. And there was a huge excitement about the whole victory and now I don't think it's the same this week we have you know it's on a tomorrow and it's great to see Eddie Power Mm -hmm. uh, back defending his title from 87 when he beat JP Fitzgerald and I never actually thought that JP Fitzgerald would make a fortune out of golf with that duck that he had (laughs) but he he certainly has but I think it's very sad with the home internationals last weekend and there's only four out of the guys
1: playing there this week and Mm -hmm. it's yeah, times have changed. Guy, I mean, times have changed, and I think that um, I, I suppose if we put things in context, first of all, um, a title is a title, and, mm-hmm. and an Irish close, if it's there to be won by somebody, and anybody who does does win it, uh, fully deserves uh, all the plaudits that they get. And because again, you can only be what's what's in front of you, like any field, any week. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I think that. Somewhere along the line, um, you know, now now that uh, Irish amateurs are playing on a a world stage, um, everything gets diluted and and very often they're chasing world ranking points and those world ranking points don't uh, agree with the scheduling of Irish events. So you've had problems with the south of Ireland, you now have problems with the Irish close. And, And where is it going to go to? And I think at the end of the day, uh, the GUI have to sit down and they have to prioritise what are the key events. You know, I mean, and, and, and the you know, there were always the East, the South, the North and the Irish, okay? And, you know, and then you had a couple of very big scratch cups and so on. And yeah. the West? Yeah, and the West, excuse me,
0: sorry. But if Stuart Graham is gone. if Stuart Ryan wins the close this week, yeah. he's going to have won the East, the South and the close. Yeah. Now, he's not even going to be remotely close to a Walker Cup team. Yeah. Not even if it was probably a 20-man team, he wouldn't yeah. get on it. Yeah. That's a little bit sad, you'd
1: have to say. But, but then again, who's controlling the world rankings? I mean, you know, if, if, if you think of Ireland and, and the pedigree that it has produced in terms of world golf over the last number of years, surely be to God, it can turn around to the RNA. It can turn around to the USGA even and sort of say, hang on a second now, we're producing the cream of the crop from Europe's perspective. We need to have more weight on our tournaments. And more importantly, we need to create a schedule that we guarantee that we have the best players because it's very, very important that the best players are there. Yeah. They're visible for the younger players coming through. Okay. They are they are there on pedestals to be knocked off. And, and that's what breeds competition. And that's what breeds successful winners. Um, and I think that more and more now, what you have is, You've separation. You—it's you, almost like you're a challenge tour player. Uh, uh, you know, you have a different league that the top amateurs are playing into the rest of the field, mm. and, and that doesn't do anybody any good in the longer run. And yes, the the GOI will argue that they've been very, very successful, but it's very, very sad that when you've got you know a lot of players and a lot of uh, we we'll say a lot of players who are over the age of 23, 24, who still view the West and who still mm-hmm. view the South and the North and the East and the Irish Cross as being their majors and suddenly the kingpins aren't around, mm-hmm. you know, and why aren't they around? Oh, well, there isn't enough world ranking points in, in the event. Something has to change and and I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're only talking about five big events in an entire golfing calendar. Yeah. Now, the fact that in my day, it was all about achieve as much as you possibly could and hopefully you'll get picked in the home internationals. But when the home internationals are, are before the Irish close, th- there's something all wrong in the system.
0: And the big thing that's missing on it too as well is y- you can have a situation where, and, and down the years, all the successful pros that we've produced have won championships because they have that winning mentality. And I would rather win the West of Ireland every year than finish 10th in the St. Andrews Lynx Trophy. And the problem with this is that, you know, Sturck Rennes had a brilliant mm-hmm. season, he's won two championships mm-hmm. and he's got a winning mentality and he's going into the match play thinking, to, you know, today, you know, here's another championship on the line. Whereas, we will have, well, hopefully five guys in in the Walker Cup. Jack Hume has won the West, Cormac Sharvan won the Brabson, didn't play. Uh, Gary Hurley hasn't won anything this year. Mm-hmm. Gavin Moynan won the stroke play. So, You know, we want to. I think that producing that winning mentality is going to help them when they Mm. get into the pro ranks, and not just. You know, you know. Do we want to create superstar pros? Yes, we do. Like Shane Lowry, who won everything around him, Mm. and then he gets into the pro scene. Takes a little bit of time to find his feet. Well, it took him about four days (laughs) in the Irish Open, but you know, once he got out on tour, but he had that. Instinctive winning mentality from doing it in his amateur days. McDowell was the same, yeah. won everything. Harrington yeah. was the same, won everything. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where it's getting a little bit lost in translation because we're working on world ranking points and stuff. Win your home championship, see if you can mop up all around you in Ireland, and, and then go forward.
1: Because, and I and I would totally agree with that sentiment because I think that there is nothing better than winning. Having a winning culture drives you on, and ultimately. You have to beat the best, and the best is that field that day, that week. Um, you know, I always remember when Luke Donald was, was struggling in America and he wasn't qualifying for the Ryder Cup. And I, I, I made a call, I just sort of said on air, just said, you know, the guy needs to come back into Europe. He needs to learn how to win again. He mm-hmm. plays against a, a, a slightly um, less stronger field. Um, but the reality is, he came back, he won a couple of events, he, his momentum changed. And he went off and pushed on from there. Yeah. You know, there are Absolutely. times when winning is more important. It doesn't matter what caliber event. But but in this in in this situation, I think that we should be controlling the world ranking points. I think that we should have a say and determining that our best amateurs play in all of these key events. Absolutely. Well, that's the only way to control
0: it. Yeah. Get them all to play and then then we'll see.